When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's going on? I need a bucket to throw up in. (laughs) What are you doing? What's going on, dude? This is the Buffalo Happy Hour. (laughs) Wrong B, Derek. Wrong B. Well, we talked about bears last week, so we got to talk about the best bear of them all, the bee bear. What about the Chicago bears? Who are they? Mitchy Biscuits can go suck it. Anyway, uh, I just got this hat in the mail today, so I was like, you know what? I'll just ride it out today. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, every time, every year since like 2012 or something like that, I once the Bruins make it into the playoffs, I buy their playoff hat. Playoffs? Playoffs. I buy their playoff hat. And then if they win the Eastern Conference Championship, I buy their Eastern Conference Championship hat. And then if they win the Cup, which they haven't since 2012, I'll buy their Stanley Cup hat. So I could potentially have three hats for one season. What do you do for jerseys? Uh, jerseys are mad expensive. So uh, my uh, Tom worked at Delaware North, works at Delaware North, and they own the Bruins. Basically, Jerry or the the Jacobs who own Delaware North own the Bruins. So they do like fifty percent off all merch if they make it to the playoffs. This year, obviously, with everything going on, they're not doing that special. But last year they did. So this was like a $200 jersey, and I got it for 90 bucks, which is Patrice Bergeron, the man, the myth, the legend. So I bought it last year. But, yeah, so, like, it's cool because, pardon the hair, The uh, it has, like, their emblem on it. It says Stanley Cup 2020. We're in it, man. We're in it. Yes. Have you been watching the playoff hockey or no? No. No, nope. no. I literally haven't had a chance to breathe, and then I come down here and stare at that, and now I'm just sick to my stomach all over again. Goodness, all dude. over again. Why? What happened this weekend? Yeah, well, we gotta we gotta talk about our weekends. We had busy weekends. You went in the woods and didn't get attacked by a bear. I did not go anywhere near the woods. But you decided to wear a bear, anyways. True. The uh, let's see. Uh, I got married. So, I guess we'll talk about that, but whoop, whoop. I got that thing on me. You're already in that silicone, huh? Yeah. Yeah. How long did the real one last? Uh, until I got home that night. Really? It was extremely painful, because my hands were all poofy from all the all the drinks and food, and I was walking around. Oh, naturally, I made a fire at my sister's house, so I was all juiced up from that, and then I came home, and my th- fingers like literally throbbing in the ring. I'm like, I can't. I can't do this. Because the ring's obviously not going to bend. Yeah. So I'm like, I can't 
this hurts. So I just took it off and put on the silicone, and it literally felt like changing into sweatpants on Thanksgiving. <laughs> it was you amazing. Let your finger breathe. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I exciting. use I use the silicone for work anyways, just because all the different places I'm into, I can't necessarily wear a ring for like their policies at where they work. So I just wear silicone in case any machinery operations happen. I'm not gonna lose a finger or whatever. Yeah. So well, that's cool. Yeah. So are you going? Are you gonna like put the real one on at night and then put the fake one on? Not fake, but the silicone one on in the morning. Or are you just gonna keep the silicone one on and keep the real one framed or something? Well, no, I'm gonna use the the silicone for working out and then work, and then pretty much outside of that, I'll have my actual band on. I love my band. Yeah. Um, and then anytime we go to obviously like a special occasion or whatever, I'll throw that one on. But any high risk activity, I'll just rock the silicone. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's so, exciting, man. Congrats. Thanks, man. Appreciate Everybody throw it. some congrats in the comment section for a little old Mikey Essential getting married. Oh, goodness. So, so, yeah. So, we're still doing Maine next year. So, every you know, obviously, it was a, it was a micro wedding is was what the, the hip term is for what we did. But it was like 12 people um, that showed up. And it was essentially just knocking out the formality so that we could move on with our lives legally in the state of new york with all the admin stuff do you feel less stressed now or do you feel more stressed because of all the paperwork or stuff you have to do after no no i'm i've like there's a lot off my shoulders now and hers too just because we wanted to ensure that we were good to go moving forward so now that we're actually we're technically married it's just nice to go to maine and then just go through the fun stuff about it instead of you know, because now it was just, hey, make sure everything's signed and, yeah. and we're good to go. So that way, we when we get to Maine, it's total focus on the party, the makeup, the dress, all the guys, like the whole bridal party squared away, mm-hmm. you know. And then now we know how Sam acts because he was a part of the, the ceremony, so we know how Sam is. So our plan tweaked already. So it's it honestly made it better for Maine. And then getting those 12 people together um, and then all the parents together, on both sides for the first time that was cool because that's just only going to help main out and make it like the ice has already been broken so now they're all friends and they can just hang out so that's one thing that we're all super excited about so yeah man june 2021 so is it going to be like a full ceremony again or it's basically a vow renewal but it's going to be short the our ceremony this time was literally like 15 minutes really yeah we it was we're not wasting time. We flew through. Yeah, we just flew through it. And then Maine's pretty much the same thing. Real quick, we're not writing our own vows because there's – that would be pages for me. Like, I just can't – I can't put it all on paper. It's just not – it's not a thing. So, we're doing a quick ceremony, and then it's just right into the food, right into the drinks, and there's way too much. We're stoked. Nice. Yeah. So, we'll have fun. Absolutely. So, what's up with your weekend? So we we're telling everybody we went to Canadagua last weekend just for a little getaway. Um, we stayed in this little Airbnb, which was pretty cool, and it was walks away from the beach. So we just relaxed and walked onto the beach. We took Cleo with us, which was the first time that she really went on a vacation with us. And it was fun. She loved it. We loved it. I loved it. Gina loved it. It was a good time. How was Cleo? Was she just running around smiling the whole time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was exhausted. So last night when we came back, she just passed out. But it was fun. We went to Hollerhorn again to get food, which their food was fantastic. Uh, highly recommend. And it stormed while we were there. Like lightning, thunderstorm. Because it was Saturday night when we got the huge storm here. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
but it was fun. It was a really good time. And then we went to the beach and then went uh, the next day to get breakfast and get crepes at a French place, obviously. And it was fantastic. I love breakfast food. I love crepes. And I love getting away from Buffalo. So it was a good time. Can't and it that. was just nice to get away with Gina and Cleo where all of my like worries are in one spot. You know, like I have to make sure everything is in my control. And with both of them being there, I was able to relax. I mean, it was a little stressful because it was the first time taking Cleo outside of Buffalo in a while. So it was nice to see her experience that and get all juice when we were at the beach. She was just running around in circles getting all excited. It was so much fun. Doing little zoomies. Yeah, highly recommend. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Canada was such a beautiful lake, too. Is it? How oh, was yeah. the water? Was it warm? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was temperate it wasn't like super warm but it wasn't like freezing cold either um they've got a lot of hot weather i mean similar to us this has been it was probably one of the hottest julys that we've ever had yeah so same for them so the water was pretty warm and cleo would not go swimming she like put her feet in and then ran back out because she was so nervous uh but it was it was cool just to let her experience that and like not be scared because of the shower it was like an actual body of water she can go in and come out when she pleased so it was fun she had a good time so did we that's awesome yeah cheers dude it was awesome so what else man what do we got going on today we have tell them about it what do we got we have distiller select woodford reserve and we've never touched on woodford's history yet so i uh did some research quick to basically dive into what they do how they do it uh when they started and then kind of ties into current events with the Kentucky Derby. So, yeah, the let's just dive into it. Uh, their mash bill is 72% corn, 18% rye, and 10% malted barley. So, higher corn, mm-hmm. so you definitely get the sweetness in that. But the fun thing about Woodford is that everybody gets a sense of history when they grab the bottle and drink it. Like, Woodford's Woodford, but... The interesting part about Woodford Reserve is how new it is in relation to other distilleries in Kentucky, but their history still dates back to a really early time period in the state. So um, they're quoted for saying, The art of making fine bourbon first took place on the site of the Woodford Reserve Distillery, a national historic landmark in 1812, and you get that sense of history. So... In that, the Woodford Reserve Distillery was formerly known as the Old Oscar Pepper Distillery and later Labroot and Graham Distillery. It's approximately eight miles from the town of Versailles in north-central Kentucky off Route 60 between Interstate 64 and Versailles. So I don't know if it's Versailles or if it's Versailles. Versailles. Yeah, so there's two different ways to pronounce it, and it's a heated debate. Oh, is it? Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. So, distilling began on the site of the current-day distillery in 1812. Although this site has not been continuously operational as a distillery since, the main structure, which was built in 1838, stands as one of the oldest distilleries in Kentucky. The oils, like, making my mouth super moist. Oh, yeah. Cringe. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, it's listed on the National Registry of Historic Places and is designated as a uh, National Historic Landmark for its well-preserved distillery architecture and its role in the development of the bourbon industry. Originally established by Elijah Pepper, 
the distillery was passed on to his son and known as the Oscar Pepper Distillery when Dr. James Crow worked there in the mid-19th century. Now, during that time, key bourbon-making processes such as the sour mash fermentation, pot still distillation, and barrel uh, maturation. After Oscar Pepper died in 1867, the distillery was passed on to his son, James E. Pepper. And the Pepper family sold the property to Leopold Labrut and James Graham in 1878, who owned and operated it except during Prohibition until it was sold to the Brown Form Corporation in 1941. So Brown Form operated it until the late 1960s, then sold the property and its accompanying acreage to a local farmer. Brown Form repurchased the property in 1993, which is insane because to me that's pretty that's still recent right and he refurbished it brought it back into operation and then the woodford reserve brand was introduced to the market in 1996 do you know why they call themselves woodford go ahead or no i i'm just wondering because i was just gonna look that up no i didn't i didn't dig that deep due to a time hack but dude that's sick yeah so Obviously, there's more to Woodford Reserve other than their incredible products, right? But a few, I have three quick notes on things that they do. Um, 98% of the waste material is recycled across all operations. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Then, 10 acres of land on the Woodford Reserve property are dedicated to native grass restoration, which I think is also pretty neat because I don't really know of anybody else that's doing that. Yeah. And then... 97% of food scraps are composted on the Woodford Reserve property. So they're very environmentally conscious about their entire operation from start to finish and then how they're either going to repurpose and or maintain what they currently use. So I like that feature a lot. Mm-hmm. I can't find anything of why they call themselves Woodford. But I did see that um, the company before Woodford was known for selling Glen Morangi, which is... A scotch in the United States. So that's cool. Yeah. That's interesting. So they have ties in with the Kentucky Derby. Yes. So they're like the accredited sponsor for the Kentucky Derby. Um, And then their cocktail is used in the mint julep, which we'll get to later. Nice. But yeah, so that's their staple and kind of their, uh, their niche. Well, that's exciting, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, it's... It's in the bottle where everybody knows. I mean, everybody knows what Woodford is outside of it anyway. Um, it's just a huge brand. Now it is, at least. Yeah. But the bottle is very unique, too. Which brings us to the shelves. We had to start taking labels off. We have zero room now. I fit the uh, maple distillate up there on the, the side. But we, I don't think we might be able to squeeze one more bottle on this bottom one. But other than that, I have no idea. We got to start taking stuff down. We're getting wild, man. I mean, we just don't stop drinking. I mean, this is probably a problem on us rather than on these bottles. <laughs> Correct. So, yeah. I just love how 99% of them are empty. Yeah. Because we're savages about it. Well, yeah. I mean, when we first started, we're like, hey, we should really, like, destroy all these bottles. And then we, after we destroyed, like, the first 20, we're like, you know, we don't really have to destroy them anymore. True. We're moderate about it, but they don't last, at least in my house anyways. That's why all of them have been staying here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're the sipper, so. Well, because it gives me heartburn. 
Sounds like a me problem for sure. It does sound like a you problem, especially because Woodford makes great Manhattans and old fashions. Mm. So, you know, yeah, step up. We didn't we didn't talk about it last week when we were talking about the maple distillate with Hollerhorn, but I did go to Hollerhorn as we just said like ten minutes ago, and they have an old fashioned with their maple distillate. Oh wow! So it's just the maple distillate, no bourbon. It's that, and then the rest of the old fashioned ingredients. So it's interesting. It was very very good. I did have it. It tastes like you're drinking bourbon. I can't get over that. Yeah. Very shocked. Yeah. <clears throat> well, good, man. You know? Yeah. So, back to... I know that you don't really want to talk about it anymore, but we're going to. The Bruins. So, <sighs> back to the hockey talk. The big thing with the Bruins right now is that, one, our star player, he... uh Decided not to play these past couple games because he injured his leg. And then our goalie just opted out. Two games in to the playoffs, he's like, I'm gone. What do you think about that? I couldn't do that to the boys, but that's just me. I just, I don't know. I understand where they're coming from. However, I just don't think that that's like the right move for the boys. The so he's been he's been quoted saying that he doesn't like playing hockey with no fans in the arena. It feels like an ex, an exhibition game. And then it, like so the way that hockey is working right now, and, and the reason that they're able to play is because they have two bubble cities. They have one in Toronto, one in Alberta, I believe. So all the teams in the playoffs are basically in these two hub cities, and they have a bubble around them, so they can't leave, they can't come in. It's like trying to court like an actual quarantine where you can't leave as much as possible for these two cities. So this started about, I don't know, maybe a month and a half ago and playoffs just started like last week. So they had all this time to quarantine and be safe. And now he just says that he's done two two games in. And it's like, dude, you can't do that. What? And the coach also came out and said, there's nothing wrong with Tuka's family. He's fine. His family, his family's all healthy. It's just, it was his call to go. So there's no like extenuating circumstances that we know of that would cause him to say, you know what, I'm out. It's so depressing because he's our star, our star goaltender. Like, come on, dude. Well, he's so gone. Yeah. So now what? Who do you got? Yaroslav Halak. That's a name. <laughs> that is a name. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's mad good too. He's, he's their backup and he won the other game. Like, last game, so three games in right now for Boston. They're playing tonight at 8 o'clock, hence why I'm dressed again, because I am watching it and not editing, and I'm going to celebrate after down all these bottles once we win. But anyway, so we had, we're three games in. We're up 2-1, um, and Halak just won our last game for us. So we're hanging in there. We'll do fine. We have playmakers. We got Mr. Berge, Bergeron, and we're going to take it. We're going to take it to Carolina because screw them. Did you hear about the NFL news with Gerald McCoy? No. So, Cowboys defensive tackle in the offseason signed a three-year $18 million deal and just tore his quad and is out for the season. Jesus. That sucks. That sucks. Who was the – someone else, too. So, the Jets – Wide receiver, he's out for eight weeks. He's gonna miss our game that we play. Who? I don't know. Some rando. They don't have any wide receivers anymore. They're done. 
Um, Optimistic Derek over dude, here. They're terrible. I can't wait to beat them. But uh, so he just got pulled out, and I think the there's a Chiefs guy that just tore his pec too. Everyone's dropping like flies. They weren't working out during quarantine. They were too busy eating pizza. They must have. And now they're just out of shape. Then you got Sean McDee signing his extension. Hell yeah. Did you see every comment was the exact same? What? What was it? I love waking up and smelling the the smell of process in the morning or something <laughs> ridiculous. Like it was just all is about he the process. Saying that? I, no, I don't think Sean McDee is. It was just every fan. Yeah. The guy's amazing. Oh yeah. And did you watch the reviews or the um, videos today of training camp? Because the first day they're in pads. No, I haven't had a minute to look at anything. So John Brown beat Tredavious White on like an awesome route. And Allen just threw it right over the top. Perfect. Right in the bucket. Touchdown. And then him and uh, Josh Allen and Diggs were doing some end zone work. And it was just beautiful back shoulder plays. I'm so amped for this season. <laughs> I cannot wait. Allen got season. thick. Yeah, he did. He's he a big boy. Did a lot of work over yeah. the offseason, as did, I mean, the, every every bill did. Mm-hmm. But it just makes me so happy inside because they actually all care for once. Yeah. And that whole news about Trey potentially opting out, one, I was super upset with our fans that we would even do that to him. Yeah. Because, again, family comes first. If there's, like, if there's a true, I know that I just talked about Tuca, but he had his chance to opt out, and now two games in, he opted out. It sucks. I'm pissed. But anyway, Trey White, he like he was quoted from the beginning saying, I don't know, man. It's like this is tough. And everybody on Bills just ripped him. Like the fans. And it was so depressing to see that. Yeah. That's not who we are. No. But with him staying in, I think that we really have a good chance this year to go far. We have the best secondary in the league. We have to. We Even do. though they don't give credit to us. Correct. We have to have the best secondary in the league. Yeah, I yeah, I'm a firm believer we have in the, to have fact the best we do. defense in the league. Like who would be a better defense? I actually just had this conversation and I struggled. There was probably we are top five, no doubt. But I'm curious to see how it progresses over the season because I don't know how the if it was a normal season and there wasn't a potential of things just randomly stopping mm-hmm. or whatever circumstance comes up. We're definitely in the top tier of secondaries in the league, if not the best secondary in the league, and then our overall defense is top five. And I struggled to come up with any other team with a better defense. I don't know what is going on with this Ravens hype. I don't understand this team. I don't like Lamar Jackson. Everybody knows this who knows me. I can't stand him. But for some reason, they're ranked as like the number one team. Well, he's the MVP. That's why. I don't care. He's garbage. They were and for some reason their defense is rated like number one. I don't think they have a stellar defense. I mean, Tennessee, tighten up, just literally walked in and owned them. Yeah. So it's I don't know. Like I I get it from a media standpoint of hype and drive money and Lamar this, Lamar that, give him the ball, he'd break every rushing record ever, which he probably could. Like, he's a stellar athlete, but there's still 10 other guys on the field that have to do their job for that to happen. So it's, I don't know. This is this is why we just stick to bourbon and try to figure it out. But it's fun speculating on how the season's going to go because I still think Cleveland's going to be trash yet again <laughs> because for some reason this Ohio cannot catch a break when it comes to football teams. They're uh, – Star cornerback. That's who it was. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't the Kansas City Chiefs. It was the the Browns um, corner. No, the Cincy quarterback or cornerback. He just tore his pack, and he was like their big 
offseason acquisition too. So poor since he can't catch a break. Joe Burrow is going to be out there slinging it back and forth because their defense is still atrocious. Um, but like Cleveland's still going to be terrible. Tampa Bay is just going to hit rock bottom. Everyone thinks Brady's going to take him to a championship. Not going to happen. This veggie diet can only take you so long, man. You need some pizza in, the, in your body. So they're just going to tank, and then Ravens are going to tank too. Ravens are not going to be better than 10-6 and six this year. Watch. You, How many times have you seen a NHL player have season-ending injuries like in the NFL? I feel like it happens way more often in the NFL than yeah. it does in the NHL. Yeah, it does. There's most of the time with NHL, they get – knocked out for a bunch of games because and from an NHL standpoint it's always very daunting because you hear like they're going to be out for 42 games and it's like okay yeah that sucks but that's half the season but it's also only like five like five weeks six weeks so it's not that big of a deal because of how many games happen in a week but like you don't really get a ton of but again you're not like the whole sport isn't around collisions whereas it is in NFL yeah like you are hitting people you're checking people like the uh in this series actually the Bruins series one of the hurricane star players Svetsnikov he was in front of the net and Chara freaking six nine goon he was pushing him around because he was pushing Chara around and the dude fell wrong his skate got stuck in the ice and twisted his leg and he easily could have either torn his ACL or popped his knee out and he's going to be out the rest of the season but it's the playoffs. If this happened earlier in the season, he would have been out for a couple months and back on. I just don't think NHL players care. When it comes to pain tolerance, I feel like NHL players are the toughest, like, thick-skinned people in the entire world. They can get their whole friggin' teeth knocked out. Every single one of them. And they come out the next game, they're like, yeah, so, you know, it's, it's a tough game. And they just, like, don't know how to talk because nine of their 36 teeth are out of their mouth. 32 teeth, I think. But they are just have such a high pain tolerance, I just don't think they care as much. Or they have some incredible trainers. No, they're savages. There's no doubt about that. That's literally why we all love hockey. Because it's just everything is for the boys. Yeah, you drop your gloves and you fight somebody, and then the next play you're out like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, there's the amount of trash talk that happens during an NHL game makes my soul warm. But, yeah, I mean, I put them in the same category as, like, rugby players, mm-hmm. and it's just they're freaks. They just don't – they just want to win. Do you think Christian Wade will make the – I hope so. I'm curious to see how that whole roster number is going to impact unsigned free agents, uh, free agents, and then somebody who's in Wade's position and how he's actually categorized in the new league format. Mm-hmm. But I think he's, I think he should be, but we also have Zach Moss, who's a truck. Yeah. So, But wouldn't you go in with four running backs, like Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, maybe TJ Yeldon and Christian Wade? Ideally, but, I well, didn't, uh, something happened with Yeldon. Did he get cut? No. Not that he got cut, but... Uh, I don't know if it was an injury or an opt-out or... TJ Yeldon. I feel like something happened with Yeldon. Or there was speculation Timothy that... Timothy Antonio is his real name. Just saying. Oh, nice. I love that the Jays are a part of Antonio. My favorite. So, I'm curious to see what... Or if that was just speculation on if the Bills would cut him for cap space. Or whatever it was. I'm not seeing anything about opting out. Okay, good. Um, 
But yeah, I think that that'd be a stud. I mean, who is our other running back? I think that would be a stud for running back because you have Christian Wade is a truck also. Oh yeah, so you absolutely. throw him in with Yeldon and have those four. I think that'd be sick. Yeah, then but we have to limit it to eighty dudes. Yeah. So I also want Duke Williams to make the team too, because everybody does. The sensation. The sensation. <laughs> We can get rid of a quarterback. Get Webb out of here. Who's Webb? I don't care. Get him out of here. Call Bean up. <laughs> Give him your two cents. He'll probably listen to you. And then probably. he's like, all right, well, thank you, Derek. We appreciate your time. Yeah. Take care. Then he just, hangs up and he goes, block that number. Just just enjoy the process. <laughs> That's how that'll finish. But, no. yeah, it's, we're about, like, what, four weeks away from season opener? Yeah. Maybe even less. September 8th? No, I think it's straight 30 days. 30 days? Yeah. Pump, dude. I cannot wait for season to start. <sighs> We're getting there. We're just going to have to keep going. Have more whiskey, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll get there eventually. Blackout for three, mo- three weeks, and we'll be there. That's fine. We'll sleep through it. We'll hibernate real quick. Get our juices flowing. And get eaten by a bear. <clears throat> Hopefully not. Hopefully. So should we drop and do the cocktail section beat? Sure, man. Let's do it. All right, drop that beef for the cocktail section. Cocktails. I haven't done a beat in a while. We've been doing a lot of uh, non-whiskey stuff, so haven't done a beat in quite some time. We were actually just talking to a recent guest on the show about how hard it is to be creative when it comes to beats. Yeah. Very difficult. It's not easy to think, <laughs> oh, no, no, it's not, not at all. I guess it's more difficult than, or it's not as difficult as erasing the board, but dude, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll get there. I'm pretty sure we're on like season 4.4 right now. We just haven't yeah. erased this. We should just keep that up as long as possible. <laughs> Free marketing for everyone in those slots. <laughs> Love it. So my cocktail is the mint julep in remembrance of the Kentucky Derby. Uh, Cause that's coming back soon. So we're excited. So the, Mint julep is six ounces of the Woodford Reserve, four mint leaves, a teaspoon of powdered sugar, two teaspoons of water. Uh, You put it in a highball glass, gently muddle the mint, sugar, and water. Fill the glass with cracked ice, add the bourbon, and stir well until the glass is well frosted, and then garnish with a mint sprig. So, that is the mint julep. Nice, nice. Yeah, when is the Kentucky Derby? Do you know? September... October, November. Uh, it's extremely large hat sundress season. Well, it was May, but it got postponed. Nailed like it. it's supposed to be May, but right now it's uh, we're waiting on it, and we're gonna have a huge rager. Just kidding. I want the Secretariat to win. I don't, I don't even know if that's still a horse. All right, so my cocktail is <laughs> the Woodford Spire. Spire for those who don't know old English. Uh, it is their official cocktail of the Kentucky Bourbon, or Kentucky Derby, Kentucky Bourbon probably too, or any summertime celebration. So ingredients are straight bourbon whiskey, 1.5 ounces of that, 2 ounces of lemonade, and 1 ounce of cranberry juice. You will add ingredients to a mixing glass and stir, and then you pour over ice and garnish with a lemon twist. Oh, it's a lemon? A lemon. Ooh, it's a lemon twist it's garnish. It's probably going to be pretty, uh, pretty sour. Yeah. I assume so. Just because of the lemonade and the uh, lemon wedge. Well, there we go. That's how you do it. We made some bomb 
Supreros? Can you remember? You shouldn't pause like that in I between because the NSA is listening. Yeah. So we had some bomb. <laughs> yeah, we made some bomb. Or d'oeuvres the other day. <laughs> like you can't. They're well, always listening. What in the world did we make? They're probably here right now. Probably. They're oh, probably sitting next sure. to us. Um, no, carrots. Baked carrots. You don't like carrots. I don't like roasted carrots. carrots. Yeah. We had... I normally don't either, but we garnished it with lemon zest and lemon juice. It was so good. Try it. I'm not. I'll make it for you. I like... You'll make it for me? I like... Bombs. I like the... (laughs) Yeah. I like the flavor combos that you can use with roasted carrots, but it's the actual carrot... And the texture inside that bothers me when it's roasted. So you like raw carrots? Yeah, I only eat raw carrots. It's disgusting. No. Do you no, sound like raw carrots? Yeah, those are his treats. Anyway, so we're going... We decided this already without your approval, but it's happening. Um, we are going to do the second iteration of the BHH ha- uh, Housewives brunch. And we're going to do it here and we're going to make crepes. Crabs? Crepes. Crepes for the layman. Crepes. Oh, however you say it. Those flat pancakes. Yeah, but it's going to be sweet because we're going to do Nutella, bananas, nanners, any eggs, bacon. It's going to be beautiful because when? that's what we had for uh, when you're we in Canada. We had crepes. Well, when? I don't know. We'll plan it. But Gene and I were talking about this on the ride home Who? from Canada journey. We were talking about it on the ride home from Canada that we probably should do the second iteration since it's been eon since our first one, and we're going to do crepes and some fruit and uh, make it a healthy. Brunch. Oh, ours, obviously ours wasn't? With obviously bacon, too. No, dude, yours was mad healthy. Are you kidding me? You had fruit bowls on fruit bowls. <laughs> so, for those new listeners that we have that are in different states and different countries, because we're All in... one of you. Yeah, but because we're in western New York, uh, this used to be a very high population area of Native Americans. So, all of the towns and places around us are... After like they're named after all the different Iroquois, tri- yeah, tribes, Seneca, Chittawaga. Yeah. So speaking, speaking of that, little history lesson for you: Seneca Street. Yep, that cuts through West Seneca and Elma. Mm-hmm. You know that that was one of the original trails that the Indians used to get from like East Aurora into what is now like to develop more uh, rural parts of or urban parts of Buffalo. I did not know that. Yeah. So that's it was the Seneca Trail. So we renamed it Seneca Street. I did not know that at all. That's what you learn at the Buffalo Happy Hour podcast. Boom. We're going to do a next episode on Lewis and Clark Part 2 and how they traveled the Seneca Trail. Well, it's the same thing with, like, transit. All those roads were just... They were trails, and we made them roads. But when you forcibly occupy an area... Jesus. You essentially... I know we're getting political with this episode. No, no. no. <laughs> but you essentially realize that someone has been there before you, and they've already found the path of least resistance and the best way to get from point A to point B. So all we did was just pave it yeah. over time. Would you have liked to live back in that time without roads? I think about that a lot. So that was one of the longest discussions we had when I was in. Like, would you rather serve now or serve... In like Spartan time frame, and I'm like, dude, now any day of the week, like I'd you rather have a better just... chance to live now. Well, that too, but like I'd rather just get shot and die opposed to getting really? stabbed by something and then sure, bleeding sure, out, or you somehow survive but then die from infection later. Yeah, someone charges you with a bayonet, and you're like, ah, 
Yeah, like I don't want to. I don't want to do all that. Like, <laughs> dude, Lord of the Rings, watch that, and then imagine you being there, yeah. like doing that, like protect the wall. Like I just the wall, <laughs> the wall, protect the wall. No, like I just I couldn't even fathom that. So I was always about no, like right, and even even Korean War vets had it way worse than we did, yeah. you know. But yeah, I don't. I think that there's there's aspects of previous generations that i love but i don't know i don't know man i'm here now for a reason you know by god so i don't want to so not to get religious and like conceptual on you but do you feel like you were alive previously and like you were reincarnated into who you are now i think so because otherwise we wouldn't be friends no the i have i have no idea I have no idea. It was adorable, first of all. Wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't it? You I and hope... I were lovers in a previous life. Here's a Jesus. <laughs> Here's a question for you. If you had a good previous life, do you come back with your next life as a dog or do you come back as another human? If I had to guess, probably a dog. Because humans don't deserve dogs, and dogs are like at the top of the chain. Not food chain because that's weird. But the top of the chain, like this is what you strive to be. You strive to have the like the life of your dog. I think. I mean, I try to live the Cleo life. Yeah, I would love to live Sam's life. So I think that that's the ultimate goal is you become a dog. So speaking of being a dog, got a good story for you from this morning. Nice. First official morning as a married couple, we wake up to... And I'm like, what? what is going on? So then me and Colleen obviously get it get into our, our parent mode and then just rise from the bed and look over and Sam's doing his little <laughs> back thing and throws up all over the carpet. Really? Oh, the yeah. Carpet? No, oh, yeah. So I'm like, well, that's fun. So she just looked at me and then rolled over and fell back asleep. I'm like, I, I, I guess I got it. So I just handled it. But it was ridiculous. Right like, after you sent me the text saying that he threw up, Cleo threw up. Come on. I think they're on the same schedule. It's ridiculous. But, yeah, she threw up, probably because of the excitement of the weekend and, like, being all nervous and everything. But why is it that we wake up so... I'm the deepest sleeper in the entire world. But for some reason, as soon as I hear the Cleo going... I wake up immediately because that's her throwing up sound. Because she's, like, trying to, like... Like, that's her thing. Oh, my God, I'm going to vomit hearing that. Did you like that? That was pretty accurate. (laughs) Uh, So as soon as I hear that... I wake up and I'm like, what's going on? But lightning and thunder, I'll sleep right through. Yeah, like a European bomb raid doesn't matter? Yeah, no, not at all. You know why it doesn't matter? It's because, no, oh, never mind. Jesus, never yeah, mind. Never mind. I'm not yeah, doing it. Nope, don't I'm do it. I'm not doing it. Don't do it. Like, no, I, never mind. I was going to say I'm not doing it. Um, we, but why is it? Is it like a par- parental instinct that you wake up because you know that somebody you're supposed to take care of is in need? Well, it's probably because we didn't wake up when it first happened, and then we knew what happens when we don't do anything. True. Like, getting thrown up on, and you feel it through the sheets, it's disgusting. It's true. So, it's probably now just an instinct to protect yourself, and then the second half of it is, well, that's that's my little one. Yeah. I got to be there for him. Do you? So, you have carpet in your bedroom. Do you have carpet in the hallway right outside your bedroom? No. No. So, we do. So, whenever Cleo starts throwing up, I, like, have to pick her up and walk 75 meters to drop her off in the kitchen because I live in a mansion. It's whatever. But I had to walk. like I had to basically sprint down the hallway to make sure that she doesn't throw up on carpet. And as I'm holding her, basically picking her up by her chest, she's still 
<laughs> like doing the neck thing. <laughs> What's crazy too is like I would I prefer the carpet over the bed any day of the week. Oh yeah. Just because then you can just continuously spray it and try to pull it up or whatever. But like if you if they throw up on the bed you can wash it. Like it's easy to throw the comfort in the washer. Yeah, but dude, then you gotta redo all your bedding. True. And it doesn't how, how often do you redo your bedding? We we actually wash our sheets a lot. Yeah. Just because we're like it's it's not because of the Rona, but it's just we're we're clean people. So yeah. we I've like obviously you've been to my house like mm-hmm. it's like fluff the pillows, make it look like no one lives here. Yeah. So I just I'm constantly cleaning, but yeah, she's she's on top of it too. We just like clean sheets. There's nothing better than clean sheets oh after God, a shower. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. So yeah. So do you do it like once a week, once every two weeks, once every month? Like what is your version of no, I need to wash it's my it's it's like once every two weeks. Yeah, that's what we do too. Yeah, there's people that don't do it like once every two months. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's so gross. Dude, like all I think of is Austin Powers with the guy who loves gold who eats his skin. Like that's literally what you're laying in. Like clean your sheets. Like oh, you're to get one. Man. Yeah, like <laughs> repulsive behavior. I don't know. I just don't get it. I I don't at all. I feel like if you don't do it once every two weeks, you're just laying in your like I sweat a lot at night, so that's probably more of a personal issue. But I couldn't lay in the sheet for longer than two weeks. Let's get to rating this thing because I'm gonna literally throw up. If we've literally done nothing but talk about the Bruins, sh- dogs throwing up, and dead skin cells and sheets. I'm pretty sure when we started this podcast, those are the three main points we wanted to hit on in every episode. So we're doing really good. <laughs> All right, let's get to rating this thing. Label branding. Woodford Reserve Distiller Select. Label branding. What are you getting at? A. Just an A? Yeah. Really? Why? Because it's it's not... It doesn't blow me away. You know? Like, you're not buying a bottle. You're buying the product and the name. Where there's some things on the market where you buy the bottle as well mm-hmm. you know like more so with scotch like when you open scotch it's an experience right it's like the apple products of liquor mm-hmm. because you're getting the, the bottles are gorgeous brand. they're all individually wrapped with like a wrapping paper that's branded then it's inside of its own box like it's just this big to do um, even Crown has a nice experience of opening a bottle. Yeah. With this, it's just like that's on the shelf, and then you just grab it and walk away, and you're like, "I know what I'm getting. It's Woodford." True. And but it's not like it doesn't blow you away. So I agree with you from a marketing 100%. standpoint. Doesn't yep. blow you away from 100. percent I completely agree with you. Would so you have your overrated bourbons, like people think that, or whiskeys, I should say, that people think. As soon as you think of bourbon, you think of this brand, like or whiskey, like Crown, Jack Daniels, Jim Beam. To me, those are very overrated because they're just overdone. From the more like taking that step further into the whiskey world, I think this is on the top of the list of being overrated because everybody that wants to impress somebody with bourbon that takes that next step of saying, I'm not going to give them Jim Beam or Crown or something like that. Goes to Woodford Reserve. For some reason, this is a default once you pass that first stage of whiskey. It might be the price point, too. Could be, yeah. But also, a lot of people know the Woodford brand, and I don't think that it's as impressive as, like, a Devil's River or impressive as as an Elijah Craig or something along those lines. For some reason, I feel like people, like, gravitate more to a Woodford, and I don't think that it is the best bang for your buck. Okay. 
So what would you rate it? I'd give it an A, but that's why I wouldn't give it like an A plus plus like we've been doing a lot lately because we've been having some great whiskeys on. But I don't think that this is this is too new to be a staple of like a Crown Royal or Jack Daniels or Jim Beam. But it's also too. I don't know. I just think of Woodford as just the bland bourbon that like everybody gravitates to because it's something cool to say, but it's not that impressive to drink. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. Do you feel the same or no? Kind of. Yeah. It's extremely overpriced in bars, mm-hmm. first of all. Like, if you have a Woodford Old Fashioned, that's like a $15 cocktail. And I guess that's kind of what I was getting at, but not. I didn't explain it correctly. Woodford has an expensive brand, but a not expensive taste. That's what I was getting at. Because people associate this with being an elite bourbon, and this is not an elite bourbon. That's what I was getting at. I could have phrased that 1,000% better to make my point even more consistent across, but I went on a rabbit hole, but ultimately that's what I'm getting at. For some reason, people think this is an elite bourbon and they think it's impressive to bring this over for company, but this is the most overrated bourbon in my opinion. You know what this goes really, really well with? The drain. What? No. Jesus. (laughs) So, there's... I this isn't gonna. This isn't gonna um, resonate with a lot of our listeners, but for those that do, this specific Woodford goes extremely well with a cigar or a mm-hmm. pipe. Sure, because the smoke cuts some of the hug, and it literally just makes it so much smoother. And then if you have this on the rocks, it's you're gone. Yeah. I mean, you're going to crush most of the bottle yeah. in a sitting. And that that's actually a good point because I do not hate Woodford. I don't. I actually do enjoy this. But I think that people who are outside of the whiskey world treat this as being an elite beverage when it's not. And they don't make it out to be an elite beverage. This is not priced to be an elite beverage. But people in bars and bartenders and bar owners treat this as an elite beverage to make it cost more to have an old-fashioned with this in there, like you were saying. So I completely agree with you. This, to me, is a cocktail whiskey, cocktail bourbon, or something over ice. Normally, I don't put whiskey over ice, but this one does go very well over ice because it just adds that different like complexity and the, the chill factor, too, with it. So I, I do like this, but just not neat. So label branding A. Nose, what do you get for the nose? Caramel and honey. It's, it's overpowering. little vanilla. little vanilla, yep. Yeah, caramel, honey, vanilla. This is a very typical bourbon. Yeah. A. Yep, A. Initial taste. Getting a little baking spice on the front. That's what actually incorporates the burn and the high hug. Yeah. It's an extremely high hug. It mm-hmm. sits literally in the roof of your mouth and doesn't travel. Yeah. So yeah, I'm getting baking spice. Like a maple? That's just because you just had it. I'm almost getting no maple. You're really getting maple? I'm not. It's probably lingering from the the distillate that you've crushed recently. Proud of you. 
No, you're right. Not maple, caramel. Yeah. Caramel in the initial sip. My B, my B. I'm going to go A plus on this because it's it's the ideal bourbon effect in the in the initial taste and the ending note. Yeah. And it's not overwhelming. It doesn't make you feel like you're crushing ethanol or starting your esophagus on fire. Yeah. You know, but it's it's got the right blend of what you would want mm-hmm. and expect from a bourbon. Yep. So if if someone is new to drinking bourbon, and they're they're in a conversation with somebody who has a lot of experience drinking bourbon. That person will inform the noob about what to expect. This is kind of what it's like, and then when they drink this, it'll hit all of that yeah. on the head. Sure, I agree with that. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. So a plus on the initial taste. Yeah. All right. Ending note. I'm getting a little oak and burn. So yeah, this is a higher proof. It's 90, 90.8 proof. 90.4 proof. So it is pretty high for mm-hmm. uh, for an entry-level bourbon. To me, this is all oak and burn at the end. But note, it does not hug you at the end. It hugs you in the beginning, like you said. But the alcohol goes down. To let you know that you're drinking a 90 proof. Yeah. And it's oily too, so it coats your entire palate. Which is why I went up and grabbed this, because we're going to try this out. Our reverse osmosis water distilled with water from the Hemlock Lake. Try this out. Try this out for size. Try it out. See what oil or water does to the oil contents of it. But yeah, I'm getting... It's an extremely faint honey, but it's just more of a oak and vanilla. Do you want to try some or no? No, I'm good. It's more of a oak and vanilla on the ending note. And there's no leather in this at all. You know, there's some leathers that you can... You pick up a little bit. Yeah, in, so in the, the oil in the nose, there's yeah, like nothing. Yeah, the water brought out the baking spice and the vanilla. Okay, so the baking spice is more of a not beginning of the initial taste, like we like without the water it does. The baking spice is on the tail end of the initial taste and rolls into the ending note as it goes down your throat, which then it turns into the oak and vanilla ending with the with the alcohol taste. Yeah, still though. This, and, and again, with my beginning comments, I'm not saying Woodford's a bad bourbon whatsoever. This is a very, very, very good bourbon. But for some reason, this is put in an elite category, which I do not feel belongs in, based off of what Woodford's trying to do with this specific bourbon. Woodford has some very good products. But the basic bourbon and the distiller select, I'm not putting it on the same levels like a local bourbon from for our standpoint. It's a very good entry bourbon. It's something that if you wanted to get away from Jack, if you wanted to get away from Crown or Jim Beam, this is something you should gravitate towards because it blends that in with a more exclusive brand behind it, I guess. But this isn't something that you need to pay $12 for an old-fashioned for. That's not what I'm saying. So 
this is a very good bourbon to try. Highly recommend going and grabbing a bottle of it. But don't think of this as this is I'm drinking something that bourbon aficionados drink because that's not the case. Right. Ending note rating. A plus. A plus again. All right, final rating. All right. Ready? Yep. Give, me, give me that countdown. Three, two, one. 91. 91.5. Yep. Which I think is pretty on, on par for that. If you're looking at what's on the board, since we haven't updated it since Vietnam, I think, <laughs> uh, we have Jack Dana's rated at 91.5. If I was going to get very technical... I would say a 91.75 would probably be better for this one, but I didn't rate it high enough, so we're going to rate it a 91.5. I think this is better than Jack Daniels, but again, I think it's in that tier. Yeah. I agree, I agree, I agree. I agree, I agree, I agree. This is, it's, it's good. I do like it. I do like Woodford. Me too. It's something that you should, you should have at the bar and use for that day that you want something on ice. Or if you want to doctor up your OF. Mm-hmm. Pick up a bottle of this and just make a left at your own bar. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Well, sounds good, man. So, something to note here. In the month of August, we have 40.2% of the people that are listening to this podcast are not subscribed. So, what are you doing? 40.2? Yeah. There's tier three fans. Right. That's what they are. They're basically like, I don't care enough about you guys to subscribe. (laughs) So, I'm just going to keep watching and give you no benefit. No, it's fine. It's just, I, I... I don't want to go off the rails, but if you're tier three and you know tier one exists, why don't just push up? You know what I mean? Do better. Yeah. So just subscribe. Yeah. Just subscribe. Leave a comment. Leave a review. Drop likes. But I will say it's down from July, which is good. August had 40.2% of listeners not subscribe. In July, what do you think it was? Just guess. What do you think it was of people not subscribed to our channel? They were listening to all of our content. 32. Freeloaders, really, what I'm trying to say. 32. No, dude, 59.8 were not subscribed. Almost 60% were not subscribed. What are you doing, guys? Be better. Be it's an athlete. Free. Yeah, be an athlete. All you have to do is click <laughs> subscribe. It's free. Literally costs you nothing. But it's fine. No problem. It's just something we need to talk about. Also, too, just to make ourselves even more official. Bondsman Club. Boom. Nailed it. We finally got our card in. So, Justin Hartman, uh, if you guys didn't know... Uh, Justin Hartman, Hartman's Distilling, has a program in place that is called their Bondsman Club. And from that, basically, we are part of their first whiskey release and will be releasing after 25 years. So we got into it. Uh, super excited. And our card just came in, which this is not like a chintzy card. Like, this is dope. It's like sheet metal. Yeah. That's gold. Ready? Yeah. That's metal. Oh, yeah. Like, that's awesome. Is I shatter it? No, I'm just kidding. No, you, you could potentially cut yourself on that. Oh, my gosh. When it's, you have too many sharp. bourbon slushies. It is pretty sharp. Yeah, I throw this at the uh, bartender there, and he will die. Like, that's really <laughs> what we're getting at here. No, it, it's sweet. And uh, you boys, the Buffalo Happy Hour Podcast, are member what? 007. How dope is that? Yeah. Pretty sick. So we go in there, Mike and I, and we're like, yeah, you know, Buffalo Happy Hour member, uh, Agent 007, you know. It's fine, whatever. I mean, it's cool. We're, we're 007, just saying. And we make it out like we're James Bond. So see us in the next James Bond movie because we will be featured. Who knows at this rate? <laughs> Who knows? So this Bring has been, us out, Mike. What is this, episode 48? 
Right? Zero We're do- idea. We've done, we've done seven interviews, six interviews in the month of August. More to come. We have. Is it raining out? Oh, it's raining. Yes. I just waxed my truck. Goodness. It's fine. I'm not stressed. I am not stressed. Everything is fine. See, that's why I don't take care of my belongings. Because th- stuff like this, when that happens, I don't care as much. I have detail Saturdays where I detail my truck every Saturday. Speaking of which, I got to bring my car over next Saturday. And yeah. We'll, we'll do it. Yeah. We'll go to the store. We'll pick up what you need. We'll get you all your supplies. We'll get you all set up. I'm going to a golf lesson on Thursday. I don't know why that just popped in my head, but I'm going to a golf lesson. So if you want to come, you're more than welcome to. Oh, goodness. Then he'll just stare at me and just be like, just quit. <laughs> it's all wrong. Every- you're fired. <laughs> Terrible. All right. So this has been, I believe, episode 48. Uh, yeah. We'll just go with episode 48. Like, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We appreciate all support. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, all the things. Uh, make sure you leave a review on iTunes just so that we know that you guys do appreciate and love us. And we thank you for all your support. We are in 14 countries, 24 states, and growing. We have over 150 subs, so that's great. Just getting another one today, 152. 152. Nailed and it. we are about to eclipse 600 followers on Instagram, so oh. that's awesome. And happy 1,000 hours of watch time on YouTube, bro. Thanks, man. 1,000 hours. 1,000 hours. For some reason, you guys keep listening to us, so appreciate that. So we had 16,000 minutes. Last month? 60,000 minutes. Oh, last month? Yeah, we had... No, last month we had... Yeah, 16,000 minutes last month. Yep. Okay. So but we're at 60,000 minutes total. But that's kind of sick. Doing good. We're doing good. We're getting there. Yeah. So appreciate our support. Uh, be on the lookout for the next batch of merchandise. That's going to be coming out. We have a lot of things in the work for you guys. Uh, so, again, thank you for everything. We're excited. And Derek, this has been episode 48. 48, Mike, with Woodford Reserve. And we're out. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.